Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Regular season basketball starts next week, but it's still the preseason, which means we do have a couple things to talk about, but we're going to start getting closer and closer to real, meaningful basketball. I cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. Welcome into today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol C.J. Watson. C.J., we are so close, so close to having actual games to watch instead of preseason where the starters don't play but we're we're getting there yeah it's just time we get to the the ones that really count now and uh, and uh just get down to the nitty-gritty and see what see what the bulls are gonna do yeah i hope they hope they do better than last year that's the hope yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're saving like the big picture stuff for next week before the regular season opener but we got a couple of things we want to get out of the way today but before that gonna get this out of the way tell you about our great sponsor betonline.ag Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. If you bet on the Bears at all this week, I am so, so sorry. But if you bet on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, though, that was a good game, wasn't it? That was great. And I know you, CJ, were at the Tennessee game as well. That seemed like fun. Yeah, so a lot yeah of, that's definitely definitely a great experience. Everybody has to get there one time. Rocky Top. Work, I'm definitely working on it. I told you before <laughs> we started recording. But if you can't be at the game, bet on the game. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. Also, don't forget, we have an official T-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippa 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the network. The official shirt of our program, though, Jordan Pippa 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my social media bios. So preseason, we said last week, there's I don't take much stock into it unless it's like embarrassingly bad, which it has not been embarrassingly bad. Even if it's like off the charts, good. I can't yeah. take it to... I can't take it to heart too much, but it's do- it does provide some fodder for discussion. We've talked a lot in the offseason about breakout candidates. You have been active even in the regular season last year that Patrick Williams is going to be a breakout candidate for the Bulls up and down preseason so far, but he looked really good against the Nuggets when the Bulls didn't play the starters. So I guess my question to you about Patrick Williams then, you're, you're, three year four it, it i lose track because the, the covid time warp in there <laughs> right. and the injury in there but essentially like you're, you're three year four here what are you looking for out of patrick williams this year uh just consistency for him to be more aggressive at all times uh even when he's on the court with zach or damar and vooch i think if he can come out there and be aggressive and take some pressure off those uh those big three uh he can definitely you know find his role and like i said maybe next year or whatever maybe one of those big three leaves and he steps into an even bigger role 
Um, but he has to see, I think the front office and fans want to see uh, spurts of that during the season of him scoring, him being a two-way player, uh, being able to make plays for himself and also for others. And uh, like I said, just, just being a leader out there, I think. I think the aggressiveness is the key. And that's something we've talked about the last couple seasons now. He has games where he looks like he's going to be this enforcer. He's going to be aggressive. Yeah. He's going to get to the rim. He has other games where he kind of backs off and kind of falls into the shadows while Zach Damar and Vooch kind of do their thing. Yeah. Last week, our big topic was you need one more guy in there. You can't just be the big three. I think he has the potential to, for all intents and purposes, be that guy. But consistency and aggressiveness, keeping consistent aggressiveness, I guess, to combine yeah. the two points <laughs> like that, I think that's the biggest thing for him. Yeah, I think that's mostly like most of your young players are still trying to find themselves, you know, and especially with a team with a team like this where you have two uh, prominent, you know, stars or franchise players and the young young guys trying to still find himself. Uh, it's just hard for for guys to come in and find themselves. But I think he's doing a great job so far. Like I said, I think this is his breakout year, uh, regardless if you have two other franchise players on this team. He still can be that be a guy and be a be like kind of like an X factor for this team. And I think the preseason two. It's been an interesting preseason for Patrick Williams. He's got five rebounds in two preseason games, which again, I'm not going to overreact to that. Like, oh my gosh, he's not being aggressive. He's only got five rebounds. It's preseason. Yeah. Like, right. It's not, it doesn't mean anything yet. Yeah. But that does, you can kind of start to see some tendencies in a way. Like, okay, let's see how the next couple of games go, regroup before the regular season opener, and, you know, go from there. If he can rebound at a high level, and I'm talking, and I don't want to, averaging a double double like that that's right. not his game six rebounds a game i think would be fair just to kind of help out and take a little bit of the load off booch who's a rebounding machine yeah i think so yeah i think definitely his position he has to rebound and be a big guard who rebounds uh i would love to see him get the rebound you know push it up the break uh you know make plays for others or make plays for himself at the rim or get to the free throw line so i think that's definitely a great way for him to uh, be aggressive uh get the rebound push it in and uh, find others in transition just find uh, extra opportunities that's one of those things too. We've seen it at times. You get to the rebound and they'll they'll go, but yeah. it's consistently doing it is going right. to be the key. Like you're you're not the young guy on the team anymore. Like you're you're close enough to an elder statesman. You've been around a couple of years now. Go yeah. be aggressive. Don't fall into the shadows. I know the lineup is not conducive to getting Patrick Williams to be the guy because you have you have the debate over who's the guy, Levine or DeRozan. That, right. that already tells you you got two guys in front of him. Right. <laughs> and you got Vooch in front of him. Yeah. And before that, it, when he first when Lonzo first got there, he had Lonzo in front of him. So he was the mm. fifth guy. Right. Like now he needs to step up and be that fourth guy. And I told you, I'm not looking for a double double. I'm not looking for 20 points a game. I'm talking 13 points a game, seven, six or seven rebounds. That's yeah. good. That's good with me. That's what you need if you can get Zach and DeMar to get 20 and Vooch to get a double double. Yeah, I think those are great goals for him. Like I said, uh, if he can do that and be aggressive and having it doing overnight, uh, being consistent, uh, even with those guys in the lineup, and even if someone are out of the lineup, if he can uh, come in and take over games. So I think that's definitely a, a reasonable goal for him and very achievable. Uh, he just has to go out there and do it. And not being so hesitant. He does that yeah. a lot. He'll take, he'll make an extra pass when he doesn't need to make an extra pass. Because I say yeah. again, the lineup doesn't exactly help him there. And yeah. I, I think... He doesn't when the fact that he does it when Demar and Zach and Vooch don't play like they did against the Nuggets, last yeah. game of the regular season, like when nobody plays, Patrick Williams steps up and shows he can be that high level scorer. Now just be aggressive when they are on the court with you. 
this flip, there's a yeah. flip yet there's a flip yet to switch a switch you have to flip that's what i'm looking for mentally <laughs> when those guys are on the court don't just settle yeah yeah it's definitely like i said it's, i think it's hard for younger players they do that they kind of fall to being a uh, passive when the other stars are on the court but he has to just go out there and play his game all the time and uh, i think it's hopefully it's something that he's learned the last couple of years but now like I said, this is your this is his years to come out and actually get it done, and not just talk about it or, or show signs here and there, but do it on a night to night basis. Especially when you've got a big contract here for Demar, if you've got a decision yeah. to make, it would be it's not it would not be an easy decision. It would make it a right. little easier if Demar if you had to trade Demar, you had to let him go in yeah. the off season. If Patrick Williams can be there to kind of fill some of that scoring void too, like yeah, for sure. That, that's why this is such a that adds to a big year for Patrick Williams. It's also a big year for Kobe White because he got paid. He got a second yeah. contract out of this. He's looking like the favorite to be the starting point guard now. I know you said yeah. you want Io, but I'm, I'm telling you, Kobe White looks pretty good. I'm, this is the sample size going back to last year, too. Yeah. The ball handling got better. The, you know, the passing has been better. Yeah. He had 20 points against Denver. The fact that he's improved every year, I'm telling you, he's, look, he, he's another one I'm looking to maybe be a breakout from a point guard standpoint. Yeah, it's a great sign, especially, you know, you you earn that contract and then the team get, gives it to you. They, they see confidence in you and your work ethic and your dedication to the game and to your craft. So uh, I definitely think it's a great thing. He's going to probably come in with a lot of confidence and you, you're seeing that in the preseason. And uh, I think I love him as a starting as a starting point guard also because his shooting, he can space the four for uh, you can't really double team DeMar and Zach and Booch as you will with maybe Io in the game. So he stretches the four a lot. And uh, I think that's a one asset that he has over uh, Io that, you know, uh, that he doesn't have. And I think just his journey in the league, because he came in under Jimbo, sat the bench. Everybody wanted him to start. I actually, this is the only thing I agreed with Jim Boyle. I actually liked Kobe White off the bench when he came in hmm. the league. Yeah. Billy Donovan comes in and he's kind of in and out of the starting lineup. You don't know what his role is going to be. Free agency comes around and he got that second deal. So now kind of the same thing I was talking about with Patrick Williams, and I'll actually get the words right this time. He Is there a switch that flips when you get that second contract? Does that kind of add like, okay, they've got confidence in me. I'm going to go out there and prove myself. Or is there like maybe a pressure component that comes I think with it? I think it's a little bit of both. Some guys get the contract and you never hear them again. Uh, so there's a lot of guys get that get that second contract and now that you know they want to prove that they're worth that contract. So I think this is that 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 uh that situation for Kobe. Uh, he's going out there proving it and also just giving him more confidence. I think a lot of pressure has has died down because of the second contract. Now he can just go out there and play his game and be himself and within the flow of the offense and the flow of the the opportunities of the team. So I think that's the situation for him. And I'm sure it also helps to not have the noise of. Hey, you're playing for a contract now. Now you you yeah. got it. Like you don't have that. I, I know they say they block out the noise. Yeah. Then in the locker room, I've, I've heard, hear, I've heard yeah, that all the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially because you do have these things. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you're there's a lot of noise. You've got a lot of the questions that come up. Like, yeah. do you enjoy it here? What would you want if you weren't here? He's here. And yeah. now if he can be the starting point guard, I think it would work out. And I, I don't like I don't mind the idea of Io coming off the bench either. Like, yeah. I think their their games are different enough. And I think if you've got Io can play the one or the two, and if Javon Carter's the point guard off the bench, yeah, I think that's a pretty good dynamic. Kobe White's the same way, but his ball handling has come along so well. I yeah. think out of the gate, if you had to pick right now a week and a half before the opener, 
he's your starting point guard until Io takes it away from him, which could happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like Io off the bench too. I think he's a more so of a natural scorer. And like mm-hmm. you said, uh, Javon Carter coming out and playing that one uh, will be a lot better. I think with the first starting union, uh, Kobe, you can switch maybe one through four with uh, with Kobe, uh, maybe not so much with uh, Io. So I think uh, for offense and defensive purposes, Kobe might be the better option also. And this is it's going to be something we follow throughout the year because they, if you look at the roster, you've got you've got three guys. You've got Io, yeah. you got Kobe, you got Carter. Any one of them could be the starting point guard. And I think they, their skill sets are so different, but so similar. Yeah, you'd be fine with any one of them. And I know Carter's got the Pat Bev type mentality of I'm going to go out there and kick your ass. I'm going to let you know I kicked your ass. Right. <laughs> I think that's really good coming off the bench too because putting him and Caruso on the court together as a second unit. Yeah, you talk about a group of dogs. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely gonna be tough. And I think they have to get the Billy Dolphin has to get this lineup right. Uh, He can't really have a whole bunch of changes or a slow start because this is a like you said, this is a make or break year for this team. And uh, you don't want to start off slow. So I think he has to get this this uh, this this choice or decision right and uh, and get off to a fast start. So I'm going to save most of this discourse for next week, but I'm going to tee it up a little bit here. It was Scrolling through the odds on Bet Online to kind of like see what all we want to talk about today. You never know what comes up, like any good talking point. There is an interesting wager on here. You go down to NBA specials. Uh, was first coach fired? I saw <laughs> Billy Donovan's the favorite. Oh, yeah. The first coach fired this year. Now, there's a lot of layers to that. We talked about the extension last year, but it proves the point. This is a big year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a big year. They got to get off to a fast start. And I think uh, not only he knows that, I think front office knows that. I think the players know that. And I think the players want to get it right because they know they probably uh, didn't do so well last year, um, and especially with having a, a good year but the year before that. Uh, DeMar hitting all those game winners and keeping them alive and keeping them afloat. So I think uh, the players know it's a lot of pressure this year, a lot of players in their contract years, and they want to – you know, either re-up or stay with the team. Uh, so I think it's a lot of pressure on both sides, not just the coach. I finally found it again. I was listening, I promise. But I, <laughs> I, finally right. found, I finally found it again. It's under NBA regular season. I had the different tab. Plus 400, Billy Donovan is the favorite to be the first coach fired, followed by Steve Clifford at Charlotte, Chris Finch in Minnesota, Jason Kidd in Dallas, Wes Unsell Jr. in Washington. That is just an interesting level because Billy Donovan got an extension. Yeah. You got money invested in him. This was AK's handpicked guy. I was all in favor at the time. Make a call just to gauge his interest. I didn't think there was a snowball's chance in hell that right. Billy Donovan <laughs> went out up in Chicago and then they announced it. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. So he was he was my guy all along. I guess he was AK's guy. Like you're you you tied yourself together there. Yeah. So now it's like you said, you you hear the noise. There's a lot going on, and your over under win total is 37 and a half. I still that, that still seems low to me. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just yeah. being a homer. I don't know. I think yeah. the improvements on this roster are going to surprise people. I think so, too. But you also have to look at how, how tough the league is. Also, everyone right. kind of upgraded a little bit. So um, I can see where they're coming from. Uh, sometimes, I don't know why those betting people, they never get it wrong for some reason. It's, it's, <laughs> it's scary, always close. It? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's something with like Illuminati or I don't know what, what the issue is, but they yeah. always get it around the right number. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go too far off the number. <laughs> it is it is insane how accurate they are sometimes. Like, it, it's scary. So I see that and I'm thinking, okay, what's going to go wrong that I don't know? Yeah. And when I say I think that I think 37 and a half is too low, I'm talking like 500 thereabouts. Like right. I, I think the, the, the ceiling 
I guess, 43 wins compared yeah. to that 37 and a half. Because again, you don't want to go too much higher than what Vegas is saying because that's when yeah. you look like a fool for doubting Vegas. Right, yeah. Like, so I, I think, and I heard people talking like, you know, all the Bears fans who were sad after the game on Sunday because it was my first Soldier Field experience and it was the full Soldier Field experience. We're on the, on the bus back to the parking lot. They're talking about the Bulls already. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls are going to be middle of the pack. The Bears suck. The White Sox suck. The Blackhawks, I mean, the Blackhawks have Connor Bedard. That's it. Like, so everyone's talking about the Bulls and they're saying the Bulls are going to be middle of the pack. And I think that's the best way to put it this year. And I yeah. think, I think middle of the pack is fine for Billy to keep his job, is my point. Like, that was kind of a long, winding road to get there. Yeah. But I think if, if they're not middle of the pack, if they miss the play in tournament, I think that plus 400 going to move closer yeah. and closer to that even money and maybe, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that you just got to win the games you're supposed to win and win some games you're not supposed to. They didn't do last year. Yeah, you got you to take advantage of the opportunities, and uh, I think hopefully this year they'll, they'll they'll do better than that, especially on the road. Uh, they're terrible on the road, so they can uh, do better on the road and, you know, fix up some some things. Just be consistent like we've been saying last year and, and beginning of this year. Just be consistent throughout the whole whole season. You know, and, and one last thing on this before we get to like our national perspective here to wrap up our show, like the additions they made this year, Devon Carter, Tory Craig, and Tory Craig came out and he, he flat out said, I came here because they needed an aggressor. Like yeah, yeah. he flat out said that. I love that. Yeah. You should have done this last year. Get these guys in here. Like, I, I don't know why they went with the same roster last year. And I, I worry it's almost too late. And again, yeah. that's part of the bigger discussion for next week, but I, I just think Carter and Craig, especially, they're not going to take you to a championship, but I think they're going to take them to that border of the play-in playoffs that they can keep yeah. up in the East, and that's the biggest thing is keeping up in the East. Yeah, I think so too. Those are two great additions, two defensive-minded guys, tough guys, and uh, um, just tough, brutal guys. And they're guys going to go out there and get the job done and do whatever the team needs. So I think it's definitely uh, going to help them in the end. That might get them maybe three or four extra wins. Just adding those two guys to veterans and that's really all you can ask for and if that's what that's what they give you that's what they give you and that can get you you know into the plane and hopefully you know get that seventh or eighth spot maybe I'd higher last year three or four extra wins would have gotten you at least in the conversation for the playoffs yeah yeah and that would have been with yeah. the way that with the way it went last year in the conversation for the playoffs would have been just fine like yeah, i would yeah. would have taken that instead of being in the yeah. conversation for play in or not playing right yeah but you know the season opener is coming up october 25th against oklahoma city as we get there you know you hear all the through the offseason, you hear all these different storylines. You've got to fill the news cycle somehow. But as the season gets close, you're going to start seeing actual games. And as we go around the association here, what non-bull storyline? Because we can we're going to talk about those a lot when we go back to twice a week. What non-bull storyline are you looking forward to most this year? Uh, I'm just super excited to get on the Wimby train. Uh, I know yeah. everyone's talking about that. Uh, I just want to see. Uh, a guy, you know, who's six or not six four, uh, seven four, you know, <laughs> he's hand, not hand six the, four. <laughs> you know, not six four, way bigger <laughs> than that. Seven four, handing the ball, shooting threes, you know, shooting pull up jumpers, uh, them throwing him, him lobs in preseason that not really lobs, but he turned them into lobs. Uh, it's just going to be fun to see, and hopefully, he, he stays healthy throughout the season. Somebody put together a side by side. He had a dunk in his first preseason game where he just kind of reached up and. And yeah. threw it down. They put it side by side with Michael in Space Jam when he's got his arm right. reached out. Because I mean, he, <laughs> he was not that close yeah. to the rim, and he's just right. up there. Just I mean, it was with ease too. Yeah, yeah. that him and watching him and Pop. I want to that dynamic. Uh, yeah, Pop's a, a great character. 
he yeah. there was a there was a sideline interview he did and some the reporter asked him what shortcomings or what do you want to see Wemby improve on? He's like, I'm not going to criticize one of my players. And he had a big smile on his face because he's like, right. hey, Wemby, I'm not going to, he's like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to criticize. I mean, it, it was all in good fun because that's what pop is. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think I agree with you from that. that that That's going to be interesting. Just at the bulls get their first look at Wemby later in the year, I think. But I think he's, he's certainly special. Health yeah. is going to be the big thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the future of the league. Big guys, you know, handing the ball, uh, no, Obviously, there's no no big men in the in the middle anymore. So everyone's uh, the game is the guard oriented. So a lot of big guys are gonna be handing the ball, shooting threes, and uh, it's just fun to to see the elevation uh, of the league so far. If I'm reading the schedule right here, the Bulls will get their first look or one of their first looks at Wemby after the new year. Oh no, I got it right here, December 21st. That's it. I read. I'm like, I didn't think it was in January. December 21st, Wemby comes to the United Center. It's okay. going to be interesting to see how the – I'm guessing it's going to be a big crowd, and if, yeah. if, if the Bulls are struggling, people are going to be there for Wemby. Like, that's oh, yeah, going to be – sure. I think they're going to do that regardless, but I, I don't yeah. know I don't know if that game's on national TV. You know how I feel about the Bulls being on national TV. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't, it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not right now, but if Wembenyama's <laughs> taking over the league, it wouldn't surprise yeah, me if yeah. they start flexing some of these. Yeah, yeah. Like, that – I so I agree with you there. I've got my eye on the Warriors. I, I think that's I kind of I wanted to go outside the box because I'm like okay everyone's talking about what the Bucks are going to look like you know with Dan. yeah the Celtics what they're going to look like now that they added Drew I'm excited to see what the Warriors do because I look they're four they're the fourth favorite in the West to yeah. win to win the West they added Chris Paul to this thing what's that going to do to Steph what's going on with Clay and the contract Bob Myers is yeah. now an ESPN analyst talking about Clay's situation making some good points yeah what's going on with Draymond this could be the final go round for these guys like. I don't I, I'm very curious to see what the Warriors do, especially the Chris Paul edition. I'm frothing at the mouth to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I I watched a couple of one of their preseason games. I'm not really huge on the Chris Paul edition. I don't think he adds that much to their team. Um definitely a veteran Hall of Fame type player, but I just think he's obviously getting older, uh, a little slower, liability on defense, and that doesn't really help uh the way the Warriors play. Uh like I said, switching everything, playing up and down. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm optimistic that it will work, but I don't, I don't think it will work. Yeah. See, that's, that's like, view. that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I don't know if I'm optimistic. I'm just intrigued. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Steph has proven he can be, he can facilitate, he can shoot. Is he going to be a primary shooter now? Is Clay right. going to move to the, to the three, to the three now? Are you going to start right. all these guys? How's that going to look? Yeah. yeah. And how's, how's Steve Kerr going to manage all of this too? Yeah. So, and I think the, the contract stuff with Clay and Draymond, that's just super that's just the sideshow, I feel right. like. And the fact that Bob Myers, who put this thing together, is now on ESPN talking about Clay Thompson's contract situations. He does a very good job separating like the I did this versus let's look at it from a big picture. Right. I just think all of it is just I'm intrigued. I don't yeah, know if yeah. it's gonna work. I don't know if it's not gonna work. I just I'm yeah. I wanna see how it translates. Yeah, it's gonna be really a big make or break season for them too. Another yes. another one I'm looking at is like the Suns. I like the I think the Suns yeah. gonna be a, gonna be pretty good. Uh, I like the Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, KD whole uh, trio. I think that's gonna be one tough one to stop. Um, and I know Frank Vogel's gonna do a great job trying to get set their minds on defense first, and uh, I think that's what's gonna help them hopefully get far in the playoffs and and eventually maybe win a championship. <clears throat> yeah, because you've got you you've got a new coach in there in in, in Vogel. You got Bradley Beal coming in, and he's he's going to be the point guard, right? They're going to yeah. are they going to play Bradley Beal at the point? That's I think so, yeah. That's going to be unique. Yeah, 
So yeah. what are the Suns going to do? The Nuggets are still the run. They're the, not the runaway favorites now. They're still the favorites in the West. Suns are right behind them. The Lakers are the third favorite in the West. That I guess you have to. They still got Bron and AD. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if AD can stay healthy, that right. is. And and, Bron. <laughs> yeah, and, and Brock can stay healthy too. You know, with the new low management rules and stuff. Right. But the Warriors are right there, plus seven hundred. You got the Clippers, the Mavericks. Like it seems like it's you got those top three Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, and the Warriors are just kind of. Are they going to make a jump or are they going to fall back? I don't think yeah. they're going to. I don't think they're going to be the fourth team. I think they're either going to jump up to the top three, or they're going to fall down to like that borderline play-in. If yeah. this thing doesn't work, it's a great experiment right. out in the Bay Area. But that's what it is. Yeah. It's an experiment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think they don't have they don't really have a big man either. So I think that they're kind of right. small. So it's definitely going to be, you know, who's going to be able to guard? They play the Lakers again. Who's going to guard AD? Because Draymond, obviously, we've seen that he's still too small for him. <laughs> Nobody can guard him except for maybe Jokic. So it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see how they figure that out. I've, I've learned to be careful with what I say about Draymond because he's got the podcast now. But <laughs> that's again, that's just there's, there's sideshows to it, too. Like yeah, that's, yeah. that's what makes this whole thing so great. So let's do a quick, just a quick programming note. Regular season starts next week. We'll be back here next Tuesday as usual. Once games get started, you get us twice a week now. So this Uh-oh. is going to be, we're getting full <laughs> go here. I can't wait. Like this is, we're getting into the nitty gritty. Season's getting going. We can quit talking about what ifs. We can quit. Yeah. T- we can now talk about what's actually happening and kind of see, is this thing going to work? Because we have talked, the window for the Bulls at the latest is the trade deadline. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen before then? You've got some... Statement games, you got opportunities, who's going to step up, all part of the dialogue. We're going to get into our season preview. We're going to dive more into the win total, dive into, you know, what Zach and DeMar can do, et cetera, et cetera. Going to be a really interesting start to the year, especially against the Thunder team that I think could be sneaky good, especially with Chet back. I think Chet Holmgren, I think he's got to be one of the favorites for rookie of the year, right? Because he didn't play to see him play too. He's definitely one of my favorites to, to watch play. You talk about a big man with handles. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, I don't, I'm guessing you watched him at Gonzaga. Yeah. Like yeah, that. Very, very skilled. Very skilled for his size. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's an interesting player. We'll get a first look at him. What could possibly go wrong? Um, but that's coming up next week. You'll get us twice a week as well. Getting into it. It's going to be a blast. Going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network. Presented by betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. 50% welcome bonus. If you want to bet on the Bears, more power to you. I'm not for a while. And also buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last stand, shop.believe.com. CJ, we'll be back at it next week for the first of two shows. Can't wait, Go. man. It's going to be Can't fun. Can't wait. Yep. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.